0: CHAPTER 18 OF MARY LOUISE AND THE LIBERTY GIRLS BY L. FRANK BAUM READ FOR LibriVox.org INTO THE PUBLIC DOMAIN A HINT FROM ANNIE BOYLE Josie was late. In the breakfast-room she found but one guest besides herself, an old lady with a putty face. But there was also a young girl seated at a nearby table, who was grumbling and complaining to the maid, who waited upon her. "'It ain't my fault, Miss Annie,' protested the maid. "'The cook says you ordered your breakfast half an hour ago and then went away.' "'We tried to keep it hot for you, and if it's cold it's your own fault.' "'I was talking with Mr. Kaufman,' pounded the girl, who seemed a mere child. "'I've a good notion to order another breakfast. "'If you do, Cook will tell your father.' This threat seemed effective. The girl with a sour face began eating, and the maid came over to take Josie's order. The tables were near enough for conversation, so when the maid had gone to the kitchen Josie said sweetly, "'That Mr. Kaufman's a nice man, isn't he? "'I don't wonder you forgot your breakfast.' "'Isn't this Miss Annie Boyle?' "'Yes,' was the answer. "'Do you know Abe Kaufman?' "'I've met him,' said Josie. "'He and Pa used to be good friends,' said Annie Boyle, "'who did not seem at all shy in conversing with strangers. "'But Pa soured on him lately. "'I don't know why. "'Perhaps because Abe is a German "'and everybody's trying to fling mud at the Germans. "'But Abe says the German-Americans "'are the backbone of this country "'and as good citizens as any.' "'He don't seem to like the war, though,' "'remarked Josie carelessly.' "'Well, do you know why? Abe's had two brothers and five cousins in the German army, and all of them's been killed. That's why he's sore on the war. Says his brothers deserved what they got for not coming to America and bein' American citizens like Abe is. But I know he's dreadful sorry about their being killed just the same. German folks seem to think a good deal of their families, and so just to mention the war makes Abe rave and swear. "'That's foolish,' said Josie. "'He'll get himself into trouble.' "'Abe's no fool. He knows how far he can go and when to stop talking. "'He'll cuss the war, but you'll never hear him cussin' the United States. "'He told me just a while ago that the war'll make him rich, "'cause he's smart enough to use it for his own good. "'But he said I mustn't talk about that,' she added, "'with a sudden realization that Josie was regarding her curiously. "'Abe and me's chums, and what he says is between us. "'Perhaps he was only joking about gettin' rich. "'Abe's a great talker, anyhow.' That this was a rather lame retraction was apparent even to Annie Boyle. She gave Josie a suspicious look, but Josie's face was absolutely expressionless. The maid was placing her order before her, and she calmly began her breakfast. A moment later, the old lady rose and tottered out of the room. "'Gee, I wish I had her money,' remarked Annie Boyle, looking after her. "'She's got a wad of stocks and just has to cut coupons off them. "'Lives here easy and don't worry. "'If I had her dough, I'd—' She stopped suddenly.' "'Money's a good thing to have,' said Josie. "'There's Tom Linnett now. He's going to buy a cigar store.' "'How'd you know?' asked Annie quickly. "'Why, he told me.' "'Oh, are you and Tom friends?' "'We're not enemies. Tom's in luck to have so much money.' "'Well,' said Annie, "'he's a fool to flash it all of a sudden. "'Pa took him for night clerk when he didn't have a cent, "'and it wasn't so long ago either. "'He gets his board and five dollars a week.' "'Folks are going to wonder where he got all his fine clothes and them diamonds "'and how he can afford to buy Barker's cigar store. "'I asked Abe about it, and Abe says he guesses Tom got the money from an aunt that just died. "'Perhaps he did. "'Well, where'd he get the aunt? "'Tom's got two brothers that are peddlers and a father who's a track-walker, "'and he's got a mother what takes in washin'. "'If there's an aunt, she's some relation to the rest of the family, "'so why didn't she leave them some money as well as Tom?' I don't know, but I'm glad Tom is so well fixed, answered Josie, rather absently, for her eye had fallen on the menu card beside her plate, and the menu card had somehow conveyed a new thought to her mind. She picked it up and examined it critically. Part of it was printed in a queer, open-faced type, all capitals, while the balance of the list of dishes had been written in with pen and ink. These printed bills would do for a good many breakfasts for they mentioned only the staples, while the supplementary dishes were day by day added in writing. "'I wonder who prints your bills of fare?' she said to Annie Boyle. "'Why do you wonder that?' demanded Annie. "'I like the type, and I want to get some cards printed from it.' "'We print our own bills,' said the child. "'There's a press and type and the fixin's in a room in the basement, and Tom Linnet used to print a new card every day for all the three meals. He did it at night, you know, between two and six o'clock, when nobody's ever around the hotel.' They was swell, Bill's affair, but Tom complained he couldn't do so much printin', although that's part of the night clerk's duty, and Pa thought it used up too much good cardboard at wartime prices. So now we just get out a new bill once a week, and write the extra dishes on it. That does very well, said Josie. Does Tom still do the printing? Yes. Pa hired him as night clerk, cause he used to work in a printing office and could do printin'. But since Tom got rich he don't like to work, and the bills ain't printed so good as they used to be this looks pretty good to me said josie eyeing it approvingly i guess if tom wasn't going to leave pa would fire him asserted annie rising from the table good morning miss i'll see you again if you're stopping here after she had gone josie finished her breakfast thoughtfully three distinct facts she had gleaned from annie boyle's careless remarks first tom linnet had acquired sudden riches second. The type used on the hotel menu cards was identically the same that the disloyal circulars had been printed from. Third, between the hours of two and five in the mornings, the night clerk's duties permitted him to be absent from the hotel office. Josie decided that Annie Boyle had not been admitted to the inner confidence of the conspirators, and that Tom Linnet was their tool and had been richly paid for whatever services he had performed. She was now gathering clues so fast that it made her head swim. That chance meeting with Kaufman at Caskers she told herself led me directly into the nest of traitors I'm in luck not that I'm especially clever but because they're so astonishingly reckless that's usually the way with criminals they close every loophole but the easiest one to peep through and then they imagine they're safe from discovery End of chapter 18 read by Sabella Denton For more free audiobooks or to volunteer please visit librivox.org